Hey, Roma. What's up? What's going on? You know what Ohana means? Uh, it, it, it means family, right? <laughs> yeah, and do you know what family means? That, um, it means some... nobody is left behind or forgotten. <laughs> and I want to talk about some a movie today that I think really embodies the spirit of family. Roma. Yeah? Do you want to hear about the entirety of the Fast and the Furious franchise? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Oh, we're already in the car. We're already in first gear. Let's get going. I don't have friends. I got family. 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 Your family. There's all kinds of family, Brian. Disrespecting my whole family. Now you made your family with these triplets. Senhan was family. I'm so sorry that you ripped my family apart. Family? Look at our family now. I lost my family once. Family just got bigger. There's always room for family. <laughs> we drifted right back into the recording studio. <gasps> Holy shit. What was that? Anyway, uh, yeah, hello. Uh, it's fun to be back on the show. Hi, everyone. My name is Theodore Monk. My pronouns are he, him, and I am... Uh, I have been invited on this week to talk about a movie series that I've only started hyperfixating on, like, a few months ago and has already consumed all of my thoughts. <gasps> I am... Hold on, I gotta get my hair back in place. I gotta peel my face off the side of the window in this car. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. My, my ears exploded from when you punched that NOS. Oh my um. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> holy shit. I, you know, this is probably the... You have driven us so far from the original intro source material. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what? That was done on purpose to demonstrate how far these movies are from their own roots. And it's even it's actually pretty timely because right now uh, the 10th movie is coming out literally the Friday after this recording. For real? Uh, yeah, the 10th one starring Jason Momoa is the new bad guy. Everyone is back for the party. Supposedly The Rock may be recording a scene for it. And and also Vin Diesel this week has apparently confirmed that after like a year of saying the 11th will be the last of the franchise, they're doing another. It's a finale trilogy. This series will never die. Um, so so what I want to do today, first off, let me check my sound levels because I'm so excited. I feel like I've been peeking on like every plosive. I don't know. Um, this is pretty peak, to be honest. Top tier, <laughs> S tier, top shelf. Uh, correct. Um, and so I figure uh, I figure what it'll be good to do is to everyone listening here, you might want to go see Fast Fast and Furious X, as I think it's ti actually titled, whatever. Um, you're, we're going to discover really quick this movie has a fucking bonkers numbering system. Uh, but I want to make sure the people in your audience are ready to watch Fast X. And I feel like the best way to do it, as I didn't realize until 10 minutes before my part time shift this afternoon I, I need to make sure you all get like just a quick little itsy bitsy summary for every single film. And then you know, little, little breaks to talk about, you know, what sort of internalize what just happened 
because that's the best way to to explore this sort of content, right? You got to got to do it piece by piece and let it sort of sink in. Yes, absolutely. Especially because you have someone like me who's never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. And the only thing I know is that Vin Diesel says that we're family, but he's like distant family I've never met in my life. Exactly. I know he is family to all of us. And you're about to find out why, if, if you will follow me on this proposed journey. I have absolutely. in my hands uh, 18 pages of a small handwritten notebook that contain pages. that between all of these pages are the plot summaries for every one of the mainline Fast and Furious movies. I haven't, I have not seen Hobbs and Shaw, uh, for reasons we will get to as we get further along. Uh, okay. But at least for the nine that have released, I have like a page and a half each uh, to just go over, you know, what happens in each one. A, a thoroughly, you'll understand, an, un, uh, an unbiased, objective analysis of each film without comment. Uh, along with just, you know, other fun bits of trivia. And so I'd like to, one by one, read you these descriptions and after each description, we'll go over what, whatever else I just couldn't fit into a summary of the film, whatever questions you have. And hopefully you'll you'll see how this film series has escalated over time and why it has become my latest just mind eating poison. I am so excited to just crack open your noggin and see what's going on. Instead of race, instead of a hamster wheel, it's just Fast and Furious cars like driving in a circle. Oh yeah, no. Then and these and these hamsters have nos in their veins. Oh my uh, These gosh. are these are purebred <laughs> LA street racing hamsters. So with that, choo, 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 we're hitting the first one with the Fast and the Furious, aka Fast and Furious One, aka the one that started it all. So. <clears throat> We meet Brian O'Connor, played by Paul Walker, a young man with bleached tips who's gunning for an LAPD detective badge by running an undercover operation on a gang of car criminals who have been boosting combo CRT TVs and DVD players, firmly establishing that these movies take place pre-9-11. In the process, he befriends Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, who is the prime car criminal suspect. Brian spends the entire runtime going fast and arguing that Dom didn't do it. After confirming that Dom did do it, a high-speed chase ensues where Brian has to leap back and forth between his car and a moving big rig to save a man who drinks Coronas wrong. Dom then discovers that Brian smells like roast pork, but before the brothers can come to blows, the movie's shockingly accurate portrayal of ADD is shot by some different bad guys who then have justice visited upon them in the form of Dom's Dodge Charger. The two new brothers share one last race before Brian allows Dom to drive off into the sunset, presumably never to be seen again. There are eight more movies after this. I have, so I, <coughs> I already have questions. Yeah, um, hit me. What's your first question? What, how, what is the first thought in that brain? I, uh, I, I'm going to preface this question with the fact that um, I don't drink. And if I do drink, it's literally out of like, so, you know the because it's a social thing and i'll have i'll drink three sips of like a pink wine or something i literally go to the bar and i'm like can i have a pink wine please and they're like what um <laughs> how do you drink a corona wrong <laughs> like that yeah that's how <laughs> that is i maybe it is just <laughs> me and i'm insane for those for those uh I mean, everyone listening, rather. Oh, what I've just shared with Roma in the chat is a gift from the first movie from Fast and Furious 1. Anyone who has seen it probably knows what I'm talking about, where the character Vince, who's like one of Dom's like other street racing friends, is sitting down for the barbecue, picks up a Corona and doesn't quite waterfall it, but also doesn't commit to putting his lips to the bottle. So he's just got this inch of wet, soggy mouth 
hanging out like the neck of this bottle just glug, 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 and it fucking grosses me out every time i'm just watching it on loop in my own personal hell <laughs> yeah no and, and it's funny you start with the coronas because uh the thing about these movies is i'm pretty sure corona the beard does show up in like every single one uh, or at least most of them but it's not a product placement it really just seems like for the first one the crew just liked coronas so they were drink- <laughs> they were just like drinking them and bringing them into the film um and then the and then the beer company was like hey uh why would we be mad at these dudes for giving us this free publicity of like associating s- this cool street racing nonsense with our our crappy mexican beer i say crappy as though i as as though for accuracy's sake i do not have a six pack of these sitting right next to me oh my god um don't worry i'm drinking it normally because i thought it was like is it supposed to have a lime or something like i didn't i think that's like the quote-unquote fancy way but i hold myself in low esteem um Ah, um yeah so that is oh and uh while while I'm going down some of my like I don't have a lot of notes on each one I I figured I wanted to keep all of like each movie just long enough for the story to sink in and talk about it a little bit without just giving like endless trivia because we're not fucking IMDb we're talking about why we like things not just what's funny about them um, yeah. but some quick important details from this movie because they will be coming back later is this movie does introduce the character of Letty who's played by Michelle Rodriguez uh, she's like Dom's girlfriend uh, and she's gonna be like a recurring character. Uh, it also introduces Nia Toretto, who's Dom's sister and uh, is uh, is Brian's love interest. She's played by uh, Jordana Brewster. And so like those are those are two characters to keep in mind for future movies, because in this movie they are, to be frank, they're there to be love interests. And like Letty is part of Dom's heisting crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in later movies, they become like actually really plot relevant. Wait, uh, is, is Fast and Furious a heist series? So... Yes and no. Because <laughs> I love it, heists. <laughs> okay, so it, this this is a tricky one. So I, I will say it starts as just general, like, fun crime action movies. Because I wouldn't say they're heists, because while there is some planning, they're not as much about the heisting, like, you know, a big convoluted heist. They're more about, you know, like people going undercover and, like, having to, like, stick to their morals and keep, like, keep themselves alive because uh, the first one, this movie I've just described, which I should emphasize, I like the first Fast and Furious. It is the most two th- like 2001 ass movie you could picture. The music that plays, the way it just looks. Again, the fact that Paul Walker has bleached tips. He's got that ramen hair. Uh, ramen hair. It's straight up ramen hair. And he, talk- and he talks like he's trying to be a black guy. Not to a truly like... Not to the most egregious extent you'd, you've ever seen, but he does talk about, refer to people as like, cuz. And like, <laughs> like the way he's dressed looks like a Florida toddler and it's hilarious because uh, it's like really long jean shorts and a, and a loose me? jersey. Let me see I, if I can find it. I can confirm whether or not this person looks like a Florida toddler as a Floridian myself. I Actually, has that ever come up in this show? Hi, hi, everybody who listens to this podcast. I'm a Floridian and I'm very sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we're I'm trying to find like a good picture of how Brian looks in like the first one, but I want to get his full body in there. Uh, that one. Mm, hold up. Yeah, I see if I can find it later, because predictably a lot of these are like from the waist up. Oh, no, no. Here's one. Hold on. Let me see if I can copy this Pinterest image or if it'll tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, 
Oh, no, it doesn't really show the bottom of his shorts. It's just a man in a T-shirt. That's not as funny. No. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, well, I don't want to derail this for nine hours looking for his exact fashion. But yeah, it's like loose basketball shorts, you know, big baggy shirts and like Nike sneakers. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> Brian, Brian is, I mean, he, Paul Walker just has such a friendly face. He looks at, he, he I guess, looked at everyone. You know, we, we will get to that as well. Uh, but he, he just looked at everyone like he was in fucking love with them. He just had like so dreamily at all times. But yeah, so this is what was I saying a second ago before I had to describe his fucking fashion sense. I've already lost my train of thought. I don't I don't remember, but I do remember. Isn't Paul Walker the one that passed away? Yes, he passed away during the filming of Seven, which will factor okay. into like some of the thoughts I have about Seven specifically. But yeah, like even from the beginning. The, oh, now I remember what I was saying. So this first one isn't really a heist. It is more of a essentially an a remake of Point Break. It's not actually like point for point Point Break, but it's the very similar uh, you know, cop. Uh, it's the movie with Keanu Reeves. I want to say Patrick Swayze um, from like back in the 80s about like uh, an FBI undercover agent who's like trying to track down these uh, these bank thieves. But it turns out they're like extreme sports enthusiasts, specifically like surfing and like skydiving. So it, it becomes the thing of like, you know how it is in like undercover cop stories, the conflicting loyalty. You know, he 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 knows he needs to do his job as a cop, but also like he's come to love this man like a brother, uh, that sort of thing. And that that is what Fast and Furious is, because, yeah, like I said, the end. So the the specific end of the movie, my uh, my 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 unbiased summary aside. Yes, these are men in wet shirts. This is point break They're okay. Like I said, they surf a lot. They are constantly <laughs> in wet shirt territory. But uh. The end of the movie is that, OK, so you have the character, there's this one character who's like essentially a little brother figure to Dom, not actually his little brother, but he's kind of like the little brother of the of the friend group. For plot reasons, he gets killed. He gets shot like, uh, God damn, that is an ass. I know. So, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're looking at Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves' asses in Point Break because uh, they're in wet pants. Um, so yeah, we are objectifying the male body and you can't stop us. <laughs> I, I, hey, they, I'm sure they were paid very well for that shot. I at least I hope so. I mean, I, they, I pay really well for that shot. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, talking about uh, taking shots, uh, <laughs> they they you know drinking Coronas in this movie, uh, partying. What was I actually fucking saying? Uh, uh, yeah, the the actual end of the movie is that the the little brother of of the of like the early Toretto family essentially gets shot uh, in a, like in a drive by by, you know, the two bad guys on motorbikes. So Paul Walker gets in his car, you know, his fat. I think it's the skyline in this movie, but I may be wrong. Uh, chases after them. And then one of them is about to shoot him with a submachine gun. But then, oh, no, Dom comes flying in and his Dodge Charger knocks him out. Paul Walker goes over the other dude, shoots him, takes him out. He goes after Dom and then they stop their cars at like this one street. And Dom's like from here to like that railroad crossing is an exact, you know, quarter mile, which is like important for drag racing. Um, yeah. If you're a nerd like me who didn't know what drag racing specifically entailed before this movie. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, they race each other. They beat like they jump past a train. Then Dom gets fucking T-boned by a semi uh, and somehow just walks away from this. But of course it looks like, oh, you know, his car is totaled. He's the cops are going to get for him. And so Paul Walker's character, who there was a, a joke set up very early on that Paul Walker's character owes uh, Dom Toretto a 10 second car really fast drag car. He gives him his keys. He's like, I owe you a 10 second car and lets him drive off, lets him leave. Uh, <gasps> like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Dom, Dom is allowed to drive off in the sunset. But in the end, Paul Walker 
picks his brotherly loyalty, not his professional loyalty. Uh, Look at him go. It, so it's the first one is very enjoyable, but it is. But really, the only crazy like the, the only shadow we get of where the series will eventually go is that like final chase I was talking about. Not even the motorcycle one where the one where what has happened is Dom's crew, their heists have been taking place on the semis, like while they are in motion. They're basically heisting the stuff while it is moving. And uh, but now like the truckers union has gotten pissed enough that like this latest dude has a sawed off and he starts shooting at Dom, shooting at his team. One dude is like wrapped up in a wire that he was trying to use to cross to the semi uh, and he's hanging off like, oh, I'm shit, I'm going to die. And Dom spins out like, oh, no, my friend is going to die. But then Brian like comes up with uh, Mia and together like Mia like takes the wheel while he jumps over to the big rig, unhooks the dude. Then they jump back like riding on the top of the car Uh and, and that's when that is when Dom f- uh, finds out about Brian being an undercover cop, uh, because ba- because basically what happens is Brian credit to him. No hesitation. Pulls out his phone. So I mentioned the dude who's gotten caught in the wire. He's bleeding out. He just he immediately reveals this is office. This is LAPD officer Brian O'Connor. I need like a medevac helicopter right the fuck here, which is that's how Dom finds out. But it's also like this man is saving my friend. How can I beat the shit out of him? Uh so the first movie, good. <laughs> first oh movie is my. good. But that we, is. <laughs> but remember, we are at the beginning of the hill. We are not even at base camp yet. We are approaching the mountain. Uh, oh, my God. So uh, <laughs> turning the page, do you think you're ready to hear about the next one? Or did you have any other questions about the first one? Are I, you ready? Do you feel like you have enough knowledge of the first one to to have one-tenth of enjoyment allowed for Fast X. I feel like I, 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 have, the, I have a good solid base. We've got a, we got a heist, uh, not quite heist movie with uh, cop and bad guy, brotherly love, uh, super action, and like, you know, you got to make hard decisions in the heat of the moment, and like, you know, I, but, I but feel But in it. the end, you have to value family. Like, we've already yeah. setting that in motion. You, you, yeah. oh, you fa- family above all else. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. Keeping fam- yeah, keeping family in mind. Too Fast, Too Furious, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 2, a.k.a. The One Without Vin Diesel. What? We open in Miami, where Brian has now been street racing after getting canned by the LAPD. He has befriended Tej, played by Ludacris, a former driver turned mechanic, and together they bankrupt several Florida men before Brian's past comes knocking. You see... Uncle Sam wants his slice of a local drug lord's pie and promises Brian a blank slate if he uses his fast and curiosity for another undercover op. Brian will only do it with a driver he can trust at his side, but unfortunately, Vin Diesel's agent had found him something better to do. Enter Roman, played by Tyrese Gibson, Brian's former best friend who's definitely been around this whole time. Roman joins in the op for a blank slate of his own, and over the course of their story, the friendship will be repaired. Roman has now been in two movies without Brian O'Connor. They race. They out with the cops with an OK Go music video. They ramp a car onto a yacht. And the bad guy promises that this won't be the last we see of him. As of 2023, that was the last we've seen of him. (laughs) So, okay. Okay. So already I get the vibe of like... I mean, okay. I need to look up something. So... Mm-hmm. How well did Fast and Furious 1 do in box office? So I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it's like it did, it did it well up. enough that they immediately lit a sequel, like greenlit a sequel. Like it did 207.3 million dollars. 
And I think the studio didn't even expect that. I think it was a case where like they expected this to be like at best a minor hit and it was way better than they anticipated. The so they immediately movie was two hundred thirty six point four million dollars. Yeah, these movies did well, but it did a lot less well critically. That's the important part because they were like, one, we like Vin Diesel. Why is Vin Diesel not here? Um, <laughs> and two, that it was just it was they hadn't fully grasped the idea of escalation yet because this was instead of this being an escalation, it was another chapter in the, in the eventful life of Brian O'Connor, because mm-hmm. already already it's the gear should start turning the realization that uh vin diesel like in everyone's minds he's the face of the series he's the hero the fast and furious franchise is arguably the story of dominic toretto the legend of dominic toretto so it's really weird that he's the villain of the first movie not at all in the second and only in the third as we'll get to in a moment for a single scene uh and it would it the way I, I tweeted this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to recycle it here. It would be like if the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise yeah. occasionally became all about Shadow the Hedgehog. But I like Shadow <laughs> the Hedgehog. The, the, that's not a judgment. That's not saying it would be bad, that it would be stupid. It's saying, like, imagine the, the series that started with this one hero just over time became about his rival instead. Fair. Like, part of that is... I mean, part of that is, again, the point we'll get to of Paul Walker's unfortunate passing. But it is also like even before that, it was becoming more about Dom than it was about Brian. Hey, you uh, know. And it's so it's it's How just goes? really funny this early on. that yeah, they weren't really escalating it. Like the the biggest stunt in this is really the thing. The two things that happen that are worth really describing are one. Uh, they install ejection seats in their passenger, like the passenger seats of their cars, so they can like get rid of the bad guys. They're like essentially holding them hostage and going to kill them during the during the final run, uh, during the final chase sequence. Then they and then when they also the way they uh, out with the cops during this chase sequence is they drive into a garage, uh, Roman and Brian. The doors close and the police surround like, all right, when they get out, do whatever the fuck, whatever. Uh, And then the doors open and the aforementioned OK Go video starts because it's just a like whole fucking legion of multicolored cars all pouring out at once in all directions in this massive lot. And so like they they get away in the confusion. Um, And uh, and those are and then they they leap onto the yacht. Like, I I think I mentioned that, but just in case it didn't, they're driving the car along a dirt road and they reach a bridge. The bad guy's getting away. Boom, they crash it and like shoot the bad guy's uh, bodyguard. Uh, And then Eva Mendez, who was in this movie the whole time, shoots the bad guy in the shoulder. So he lives. But also, she's not really worth mentioning either. (laughs) She's barely a facet on the movie's plot other than like a fake love interest for Brian. uh, And just existing as like additional stakes for the bad guy. (laughs) They're like, oh, he might kill her or something. Uh, so it's just like (laughs) the second one is easily i it feels mean to call it the worst of the series but it kind of is because it didn't have the freshness of the first but had not committed to the insanity of the later ones okay but it's still worth watching in my opinion because my brain is poison um so uh do you have any other any other curiosities about the second one or shall we proceed into the third i Hmm. Do you hear the child screaming in the background? Okay, I forgot that sometimes there's a child in your house and that is the most, and without that context, that <laughs> sentence is terrifying. Uh, 
Jesus Lord. It's, I was it's like, just, but did, did you hear her? I did not. <laughs> I just okay. heard silence. Because I went to go respond to you and there was, ah! <laughs> and I was like, uh, um, so, uh, okay. Uh, brain is back on track. Um, yeah, that was like a sentence out of like Silent Hill or something. Uh, <laughs> I will. Okay. Um, I don't think I have any like good questions. I think more so I'm just trying to, I'm a visual kinesthetic learner. And so I had to pull up the cast for the movie just so I could Ooh, that's a put idea. a face to the name. And yeah, that's, so, that's not like, a bad idea. Right. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, get that TV tropes page open. Just like scroll down it. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the second the second thing before I let you continue is I do have a story regarding hearing children screaming. Um, did you, you're are you you're not a Floridian, are you? I am not. OK, so but you were you do you remember when Hurricane Irma came through and we all thought we were going to die and, you know, we thought Florida was going to be underwater and stuff. Yeah. So during Hurricane Irma, I was actually working through the entire hurricane because hashtag capitalism. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so my job doubled as a shelter and that was very cool. Um, so like I was awake for about three days with intermittent naps. I would like clock out, go lay on the couch. And if somebody walked in the door for like refuge, I would like get back up, clock back in and be like, how can I help you? God, yeah. Um, but I got so tired that I started hearing children screaming when there were no children. Oh, God. <laughs> and so um, I just decided, I guess I just won't sleep and uh, then continued to bartend for another two days. And uh, <laughs> I made so much money. <laughs> I, I mean, so hey, silver lining, money. I guess. Oh, the children made me so much money. Thank you, blessed children. Yeah. Oh, good to clarify, it's not like a. I was bartending at like a tea bar. Like it was a sober like Kava Kratom bar. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was really wild when all these people showed up out of the woodworks locally on that Monday morning when the hurricane was over. Like the streetlights weren't even on yet. Like, you know, everything <laughs> was just like disheveled to hell. And these people started showing up and it was the most busiest I've ever seen that place be. And I just remember stopping and I looked at this entire just filling up building and I was like, everyone, I haven't slept in five days. <laughs> I have to close down the 24 hour bar for the first time. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wildest experience I've ever had. Anywho, that's that's my story about screaming children. Um, <laughs> you may proceed to the third movie as I pull up the third movie's cast. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. So <clears throat> our, for our third film, we have the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 3, a.k.a. Three Fast, Three Furious. We open on an American high school. We then close on an American high school as definite teenager Sean Boswell, played by Lucas Black, has been deemed such a dirty boy by American authorities that he's forced to live with his father overseas. The intent is to get him away from cars, so of course they take him to Tokyo, where everyone knows it is a carless wasteland. After befriending the only other two non-Japanese students at his school, Sean tries drift racing and sucks at it so badly that it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. Thankfully, pretty boy racer Han, played by Soon Kong, is there to teach him the ropes until he's killed in a traffic accident that's about to get really stupid in three movies and then even stupider two after that. 
The Yakuza have been in this story for the entire time, and to settle things once and for all, Sean challenges their Drift King to a final drift race, with the loser being forced to leave town. Sean wins, and then Dominic Toretto shows up in the stinger like he's Nick Fury assembling the Avengers. Cut to black. That's the entire movie? <laughs> Basically, yeah. It starts oh with like this God. dipshit Alabamian teenager uh, getting kicked out of another American school because he like he gets in a race with another student. Uh, and like, you know, get they all get arrested. And so his mom, to keep him from having to like be tried as an adult, sends him to live with his like naval base father in Japan. Uh, and so in Tokyo, he gets into drift racing. At first, he's fucking garbage at it. Uh, but then Han, who is a character that is going to be critical going forward. I want you to look at Han, look at a picture of Sun Kang and understand that this man, to some extent, saved the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, because he shows up, he starts teaching. He starts teaching the white boy how to fucking drift through the streets. Uh, but then, yeah, like during a chase scene with the movie's antagonist, who is as the vaunted drift king. Uh, who hates, you know, the Baka Gaijin coming into the drift scene. Uh, he he puts Han in a situation where Han is hit by his T-bone by another car, gets rolled, car sets on fire, it explodes, Han is dead. And so, like, Sean's whole thing of, like, challenging the Drift King to a race where, like, the loser has to leave is his way of not running from his problems anymore. He's going to face this head on and get it all settled forever. And But the reason the Drift King is a threat at all is that, like, yeah, his uncle is a Yakuza. Uh... There is not a single goddamn heist or theft in this movie. So this movie is si no. a simultaneous. This movie is like the epitome of two steps forward, two steps back. Because yeah, that this this took further away from escalating by making it like even tamer in terms of crime. Um, but then it also made it it did escalate it with the addition of drifting, which looks and sounds really cool, which I think is just. I, like, we can be agreed on that, right? That like drifting a car race without drifting is like a cake without icing. You know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like it, it's just watching someone drive fast. Like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. But the second they, the second they make that squealy noise, as soon as they turn their wheels, <laughs> that is heavenly. That is so fucking rad. And just uh, like, yes. you just drift, like drifting every which way. I'm going to, I'm going to cheat on fast and furious for a second. Like, I still like the movie Baby Driver. And that's like, because that's got so many good drifting scenes in that movie. Oh, I love Baby Driver. Oh. Yeah, if, if you want a movie that is like all of the car chases from Baby Driver just fucking ramped up, uh, that is Fast and Furious in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Fast, so Fast and Furious 3, uh, it's like it introduced some elements that would help the series along, but then introduced some others that like, just yeah, that that wasn't going to help it move forward. But yeah, the introduction of Hans, it was actually funny. I literally only found out about this today. Uh, who's just fucking jumping in? Uh, yeah. Do you is that is that cool with you? Uh, can we sync up their recording while we do? Oh, that? I don't know how to do that. Uh, I mean, I suppose we could just do the same thing and then that would be a kingdom's problem. Uh, it's your podcast. I leave it up to you if this is worth you, the, the hassle. Will it, it, it's worth the hassle for me, but will it throw you off? Uh, do you think, do you think they'll be fine with, uh, with not, uh, having the first two movies? Uh, the first three movies? I guess the first three movies at this point, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Lewis has seen the, the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> This has never happened before. I've never had a host just kind of jump in 
I mean, if nothing else, this will fit the spirit of the series moving forward. <laughs> Lewis is just uh, Dominic returning. <laughs> Let me pull up Fast and Furious 4. Is, or is it 4 Fast, 4 Furious? Uh, so the fourth one is going to be called Fast and Furious 4. Oh, no, sorry. It is actually going to just be called Fast and Furious because, as I said, these naming conventions are insane. Oh, my God. If Lewis doesn't jump in here in the next 60 seconds, I'm going to walk over to their office. And and now, hey, everyone, uh, whatever the fuck Kingdom just did in the editing room, just like the Fast and Furious movies, we've just picked up another cast member. <laughs> it's me, uh, 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 The Rock. No, uh, no, The Rock, you're not supposed to be here for like, actually just one movie after this. Oh, okay. uh, cause, yeah, because, yeah, uh, to catch you up really quick, we talk about Fast and Furious one. Uh, we're introduced to Brian O'Connor and Dominic Toretto and their eternal brotherhood. Uh, Brian is definitely going to be the heroes of these movies coming forward. Fast and Furious two. Vin Diesel isn't there because his agent found him something the fuck else to do. Tyrese fills in for him as the uh, as the uh, bald, scary man. Brian O'Connor is still the hero of the movies. Uh, but there is not any more heisting, just more car tricks. Third movie, no heisting at all. It's just drifting, just drifting, just drifting. And Vin Diesel shows up in the stinger like he's Nick Fury. Now, we're changing, we're getting gear back up. He's just back into the fourth movie. Do you have any questions before I throw you down this road? You just explained the only three Fast and Furious movies I have watched, so I am good to go uh, now. Oh, uh, now we're, oh, uh, this was perfect then. Synchronicity! Oh, uh, you, you were already in gear. You, you were, that was perfect. You popped that door open while you were drifting, and I just sat down while you were mid-drift. <laughs> that was the bit yeah. I said! Oh, and oh my that, god! That, that's basically gonna be a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so, we are, we are now coming into... <clears throat> oh, so and, and I do just politely ask that comments be refrained until the end of the summary, but you may exclaim mm. as necessary. This is, we are <laughs> we are privileged society here, but we are not mm. cold. Indubitably, um, sir, I apologize. Mm, yes, hand me that crumpet. <laughs> mm. oh, no. Now, no, my, that parches my throat. Now, Fast and Furious, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 4, a.k.a. the one where it really kind of begins... Uh, the movie opens with a quick heist to explain how Dom knows Han and also that the drifting lore shall be maintained. Dom decides that his life of crime can only lead to a death of crime and so leaves his girlfriend Letty behind for her own safety. Letty is immediately killed off, but hold that thought for two movies. <laughs> as Dom embarks on his journey of revenge, Brian digs two graves as a member of the FBI in Los Angeles. Searching for the same man, Brian has the power of the FBI database and police brutality, but Dom's blood has been replaced by Nos, and so by entering his mind palace, he catches a clue at Letty's crash site the FBI missed. The pair's paths converge as they infiltrate a new drug lord's operation. After a near escape in Mexico, the two renew their brotherly bond until Dom discovers that Letty was killed, running stings for the FBI. Dun, dun. Then it turns out the blank slates have apparently replaced cash currency in this universe because Letty joined in on Brian's schemes explicitly to get a blank slate 
for Dom, their brotherly bond is renewed again. Together, they take down the man who organized Letty's death, and Dom stays behind to be arrested to save Brian's life from an evil car criminal. Unfortunately, the judge in Dom's case is not a follower of the bro code and puts him in for 25 to life. Fortunately, Brian is willing to risk 25 to death on Dom's behalf as he reunites with Mia Toretto and two characters who don't matter to boost Dom's prison bus. Cut to black. That is Fast and Furious 4. What the fuck? Yeah, so uh, this one, the, the two characters I mentioned, I'll, I'll open with that. They're actually kind of cool. They're like, I think these two Brazilian like rap artists uh, in the movies they are called Leo and Santos. Uh, they just kind of come and go in these movies as they please and very rarely matter for the plot. Like they are essentially just there as warm bodies to fill driver seats. Oh, great. But recognizable uh, warm bodies. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like to point out... Um, I shout out to Becky O'Donohue for being hot girl number two. Um, fuck yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> is that in the cast listing? Is just a woman, Becky Donahue for hot girl number two? Yeah, and there's also Dwight's girl number two, played by Holly Weber. Dwight's girl, Fast and Furious 4. Who the fuck is Dwight? Oh, I think I actually remember. Yeah, uh, so this is, I kind of uh, breezed past this, but what actually happens in the film for them to infiltrate like this drug lord's operation. Cause you know, he needs drivers to run like this highly technical operation. Uh, so he, he organizes a street race that's not going to be closed off. It's going to be an open traffic between Brian Dom and like two other, you know, no name drivers. Uh, they run the race. The other two guys either quit or get wiped out. And then Brian is about to win the race when Dom, uh, pit maneuvers him and like causes him to spin out and takes the uh, place in the drug lords like thing instead. So what Brian does is he uses his his status as an FBI agent to get the other guy who is going to serve as like the drug lord's drivers thrown in jail. <laughs> so then he yeah. has to be like as the runner up, he becomes the other like driver for this operation. And I'm here, too. Yeah, they, like, he, like he's the hero, but it's I was literally talking with Roma. Brian is now like steadily as introduces the hero of the Fast and Furious franchise two movies essentially about like his adventures as an undercover cop. Uh, he is now sharing billing with Dominic Toretto and will now slowly start to lose it, kind of. Perfect. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, yeah, in terms of other uh, cameos in this film, uh, Gal Gadot is in this film, which I just straight up never knew and was genuinely surprised by. <laughs> uh, she plays a character named Giselle, who will be important for the next two movies. Um, she yeah, she's there basically to serve as a fake love interest for Dom nice uh because like yeah she flirts with them and then they just don't hook up in the end uh a scene with her where they are flirting does lead to uh the line that i half jokingly have not used as evidence that dom uh dom toretto is a canonical bisexual because no. she's like flirting with him and she says something like what do you think of the car like what do you think of it or something like that uh you know she's wearing like this kind of you know like sexy outfit and his response is I appreciate a good body, regardless of the make. And I'm like, damn, you know what, bro? You're right. (laughs) I don't care what the make is. I care about you. (laughs) I'm like, Dom, Dom, true bisexual. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I love it. Oh, my God. I'm using that. Yeah, it's a it's a good line, which these movies occasionally have. <laughs> and as 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 you point out, Roma, a detail I've been missing is the fact that like every movie 
has at least one scene where there's like a car meet or a race or like a festival of something. And so there's just, you know, a big Blair and pop song or hip hop song rather, uh, over like slow-mo, like over crank and under crank shots of like women dancing and like bikini bottoms, you know, or cut off jeans and like just like, you know, dun, 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 dun. they're like cage dancing, like fondling themselves and each other. Oh, and boy. the heroes just drive up in their cars like, oh man, I love racing in cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every single movie. There's at least one scene where that happens, if not more than one. Honestly. There's there's some level of neurodivergency to this as well, where it's just like, I don't care about the hot women. I just want to drive. Yeah. <laughs> you got to live. You live your life a quarter mile at a time, not a quarter woman at a time. Oh, Bruh. my God. Son, 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 car will never leave you. <laughs> son, don't have to make sure you marry your car. It can't leave and take half of what you own. Are you? Oh my god! Are, are you vaping diesel over there? What's going on? <laughs> Son, listen to me. It's like drinking from a jerry can. I'm vinning diesel right now. Your car's your stepmom now, son. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Dad, why do I have to sleep in the garage? Because your mom sleeps in your room now. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hey, like I said, you get tire tracks all over the carpet. <laughs> so vacuum them up anyway. <laughs> God damn, this is why this is why I had to marry a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to yeah. you, mom. <laughs> God. Oh, and there's a dramatic leaving scene in the night where the car just bursts through the walls of the house and just takes off. And like, no, Sorrento. <laughs> no. Family. Sorrento, why? I thought we both valued family. What's funny about all these jokes we're making is the fact that Dom's father is actually like extremely important to the background of the series, to like the backstory. So there is a canon like depiction of his dad. It just does. It's not funny. Oh, and I want to imagine this is it instead. <laughs> he was the kid in the scenario. Yeah, so 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 basically, because what actually happened with his dad? There's there's a detail I'm not going to mention until we get. Let me check. Uh, five movies from now. Yes, of course. Um, uh, that in the first movie, that's part of like Dom's backstory is that like his dad was a racer. Like so, like I don't think it was actually Daytona or one of those, but it was like uh, stock car racing. Um. But an accident happened where like his dad rolled and like the car burned up and his dad died. Uh, and like the guy who he was racing, like caused him to spin out. Dom, like put him in the hospital, beating him with a socket wrench. Uh, and so that's like one of the things like the detective higher ups are like, oh, this guy you think is such a good guy. Well, he put a man in the hospital. But then so at first you're like, oh, shit, Dom might be evil. But then like Brian is talking with him and Dom like just brings up the story himself and is like bringing it up in the context of like, yeah, I did that, and I like regret it every day. Like, it was one of like the worst things I've done. Like, it's actually a really there are there are glimpses of unironic, like non testosterone laden brilliance in the series. It is still very much a testosterone laden series, but there are moments where it is like, wow, shit, human beings, uh, not just cranking nos and slugging Red Bulls wrote with this, huh? <laughs> uh, they they very much have monster energy drink uh, energy though. Uh, oh, actually, you know what's funny? I fucking forgot about this until you mentioned that. Oh, in the I think it is this one in the fourth movie uh, during the scene where like Brian has to go on like the, the run in his car. The cops are giving him a car 
uh, so we can have like something that's fast and fits in. But of course, they got a tracker in it. But he realizes, oh shit, they're scanning for a tracker. Shit. And so he like he reaches into the console, like trying to seem chill. You know, he doesn't want to look like he's panicking. Reaches into the console. He finds the tracker, tears it out, and then dunks it in an open can of NOS energy drink that he has in his cup <laughs> holder. Fucks. It is genuinely <laughs> like <laughs> it's one of the most like oh fuck off you knew what you were doing moments yeah you piece uh, of shit i'm trying to find like my final thought on this movie and it's that i'm trying to see if i can find a clip of how mia looks in the and the like start of the heist at the end uh because i wouldn't say she is generally my like she don't get me wrong jordana brewster is a beautiful woman um but i wouldn't say she is necessarily outright like my number like the number one cutie like cutiest patootiest in the film series <laughs> except for the a one shot of her at the end of fast four where she has her bangs down and she has like her leather jacket on sort of like heisting go face on it's good uh, and she just looks really fucking hot she looks really good well let me look for this yeah so she's just yeah like because it's it's brian it's uh it's her and it's like the other two dudes and yeah keep in mind brian has been an fbi agent still this whole time he got that blank slate at the end of the second movie and i guess it was blank enough that he just went right back into law enforcement um <laughs> and and so i want us to think about how insane of a news story this would be of hey this fbi agent with no previous signs of instability uh, like no criminal record that we know of uh, out of nowhere snapped and boosted a prison transport out of no with out of nowhere. What the fuck? A <laughs> uh, family. Like imagine family. working at the FBI and hearing this story, like having just known Brian as like a distant colleague. Okay, you know that dude, Brian on the third floor. Yeah. What's up? You hear it boosted a fucking prison transport. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. What? Another one. Yeah, Jesus. Fuck it um, again? Fuck it again? <laughs> Why do the FBI agents keep following family? <laughs> I thought we were family. Uh, <laughs> family. <laughs> family. Family Bureau of Investigation. Um, anyway, uh, so that is Fast and Furious 4. This is where it starts kind of back into the heisting moment. Even though there's not a heist in the main film, there's like a lot of like big crazy driving. There is a scene where, yeah, they're driving through these mine tunnels, like these abandoned mine tunnels. That's what the bad guys are using to like hop the border without getting spotted by like, you know, border patrol and stuff. Uh, and so that happens. They go through them halfway through the movie. Then the end of the movie, they're back in them. It's where like the part of the final chase takes place. And so Dom, during a short part of the of the tunnel where there is width enough for two cars, does indeed hop from his car to another car mid chase, mm. like while driving at full speed, as one does. Yeah, and also there are posts coming down the middle of this tunnel, too. So it's like he nails the timing so perfectly to do this hop. And then, of course, everything explodes behind him. <laughs> it kicks ass. So the, this is where we aren't at the we, I would say we're still like at the tail end of the first Pokemon evolution, if that makes sense. This is where things start to start to shape up into what the franchise will become. Uh, and once again, the only reason it really exists is because people really liked Han from Tokyo Drift. And they were like, well, he's dead now. He can't do anything. And they were like, but what if we can? Uh, which, by the way, now makes it so uh, Tokyo Drift, a movie that was pretty clearly set in 2006, now retroactively has to take place in like 2014. Because all this movie, the fifth movie and the sixth movie are all set before it. Uh, too confusing. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. No, it's it's not not most of the movies will do this. It's literally one movie out of order 
but it is like the one weird thing about it is there's just these three movies of backstory for a movie that's not about anyone else in the Toretto crew. Um, but it was a good choice because Soon Kong as Han is actually pretty good. Um, uh, so yeah, moving on to Fast and Furious Five. Let me let me take a sip of my sweet water. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Tasty sweet water. And a sip of this Corona that I, as I mentioned earlier, got for accuracy. Because uh, yeah, Corona is in every one of these fucking movies. Uh, it'd be wild if it wasn't sponsored, and they're just like, we just really like this beer. Uh, uh, hey, Lewis, you're gonna fucking lose it when you listen to the part of this episode you weren't on. Do they just like the beer? Yes. <laughs> All right, I got a problem with this franchise as a whole now. Why? <laughs> Why? They're not even getting. Sp- it's just like we just like it. Like they could, uh, I don't know. I thought I think that's really funny because <laughs> yeah, Corona's just now like yeah, uh, like we're not gonna like issue a C and D. Why would we not want to be associated with these movies? Were they even getting any like pay for doing this? I'm pretty sure not. There are other product placements I think they were getting paid for because I think like in the fifth or sixth movie at the start of it, there's like uh, a fucking like monster energy drink plastered all over everything they've stopped at. Uh, but no, Corona is just a running it's just a running gag at this point. And it's not even incidental. It's not like it just keeps showing up in one of the movies we're going to get to in a second. Dom is offered a different beer and replies, I'm a Corona man myself. Oh, my God. I hope that was a bit. I hope I hope it's a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, hey, in fairness, there are worse beers than Corona. <laughs> I hate all beers. They, I have to disagree on that one, but understandable. Anyway, uh, but back back in the land. Listen, if you if you're gonna go fast, you gotta go furious. Drink up. Got got to loosen your brain up. How do you think they drive as good as they do? If dri- driving drunk is illegal because it was the power it would unlock. Noted. <laughs> okay, All right. I'm gonna well, stop time that. to get behind the wheel right now. Yeah, I- I'm gonna stop that just because in-, in case Kingdom decides wisely to cut that, because I know some people may not find that joke as funny, uh, which I would understand. <laughs> well, whoop, yeah, whoop, I'm going in reverse. Going back into first gear. Fast Five, aka Fast and Furious Five, aka aka the one where physics really start to break down. Welcome back. Brian, Mia, and company successfully boost Dom's prison bus, rolling the thing multiple times in an empty desert miles away from anything resembling medical facilities. This canonically kills no one. Oh, the group. Fl- okay. Excuse me. Sorry. The group flees to Brazil, a nation famous for having only one city, Rio de Janeiro. There, they, reuni- they reunite with the Corona bastard and take a patented one last job on behalf of a third major drug lord. But after things go sideways, the gang ends up deciding on another, even laster job, robbing the drug lord blind. To engage in car crime, however, one needs car criminals, and so the pair eagerly resort to a cavalcade of continuity cameos. Roman, Han, Tej, and Wonder Woman all join the party. However, a wild Dwayne The Rock Johnson appears. I've officially stopped having fun writing these. That was actually the words that came out of my hand two hours into writing these in my hand. Uh, As Special Agent Luke Hobbs, he threatens to fuck their shit up, and then very nearly does when Corona Bastard sells everyone out. However, the double cross gets double crossed, the team saves Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and then escapes, and Corona Bastard dies in the process, as we all wanted to see forever. Uh, Just as a quick uh, point of order, uh, I'm talking about the dude in the one gif I've shared. 
uh the man who drinks a corona in the most offensive way i've ever seen well, let me check um so, so yeah while you look at that Ugh, uh, what are you we, doing we, what? yeah you, right <sighs> thank you <laughs> who drinks anything like that it's it's the word it's just so like either waterfall it or put it to your mouth don't like do this weird like l- like one inch funnel <laughs> um anyway we finally see the gang's brilliant plan in action as Dom and Brian tear the bad guy's vault out of the wall with their big meaty claws and drive it down the streets of Rio de Janeiro, basically raising it to the ground. They then swap it out mid-chase with another identical 10-ton vault and rely on Hobbs to allow them all to vanish into the sunset out of gratitude for his earlier rescue. This works. Brian and Mia have a kid. Dom gets a new girlfriend. We find out his old girlfriend may be alive and evil. Cut to credits. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 so this is the one that really got that really first became a heist film. This is the fourth one teased at being a heist film. This is the first one where they go like, there's this vault full of money. Let's steal the money in the vault or at least the vault itself. But we're going to need a crew for it. Uh, and so that's why, yeah, like all the oh, Tej is a hacker now. That's an important detail I should mention. Remember how in the second movie he's just like a mechanic, like he's a dude who used to street race and I like organizes them and just fixes up cars. Yeah. Norma, do we still have you? Yeah, no, I'm still here. I'm looking. I'm looking at Ludacris's face, and oh, the, a good choice. I'm just thinking about how um, I relate to Tej's character as like. I will do whatever the party needs, but God, I will not drive that car fast. I'm uh, sure Tej still drives the car fast, but yeah, yeah. Put put a pin in that because uh, in this in this movie, it is established that it they fuck with him in two ways that I both love, but are funny in contrast to the second one. Because the second one, it's not that he literally can't drive; it's that he took an injury that makes it so he can't drive as skillfully. Like he fucked up one of his legs. I think he says like hit a wall at 200 or something. So it's it's that he has a physical handicap keeping him from driving as effectively. Fucking but is otherwise Yeah, but is otherwise a very skilled mechanic. But in this movie, they just need a hacker now. So now it not only is he the hacker, he also just yet can't drive. They make jokes about him being unable to drive an RC car. Oh, that's uh, rude. Yeah, so he they needed the hacker, so he's in. Uh yeah. Uh, also, this this is this. Uh, let me um, pull up this other the other image actually that I had prepared and forgot about. Uh, Tej's inclusion uh, in the second movie and the fourth movie do uh, do lead to this one very famous meme that I'm trying to get the copy from now. Uh, it's one of those memes where it's the like, babe, what are you thinking about? And like you start to type like nothing or like nothing's wrong, babe. But like the suggested comment is like a really long thing. And in this case, it's when Paul Walker goes to Vin Diesel's house party in the Fast and the Furious one. They're playing I Got Hose by Ludacris on the stereo. But in Too Fast, Too Furious, Ludacris appears as street racer Tej Parker. So in the Fast and Furious universe, who sang I Got Hose? Was it Tej? Was it Ludacris? Does Ludacris exist? And if not, what happened to the hose? Who got them now? <laughs> are the hose OK? I, I sure hope those hose are OK. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the only other like trivia I have of this film is that Dom's new girlfriend is a character named Elena, who is like one of the non-corrupt Brazil cops. Uh, she's played by Elsa Pataki, who is in real life Chris Hemsworth's wife. But uh, that's not really relevant to anything. It's just kind of fun. Uh, and yeah, also the vault I was talking about was a car. The vault. 
That yeah, sounds uh, like some Fallout shit, and I love yeah, to so, hear it. Yeah, so the way it worked was that sure, like some things are like CGI, or they just like launched a like a practical effect of like a vault crushing some shit. Uh, but for a lot of the scenes where like Paul and uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are driving down, like they're driving their two cars in sync, making the turns together, dragging the vault behind them. Uh, for those shots, the vault was a vault shaped pickup truck. Oh, uh, OK. <laughs> yeah, because they wanted to get the effects practically. And you know what? That's kind of brilliant. I mean, if, if it uh, works, it works. If it works, it ain't stupid. You're right. Uh, the other thing that's funny about the whole thing with the vault is uh nice sorry uh sending a message anyway uh about the vault is that like the final portion of the chase is that brian and uh and dom are like driving down the uh like the final bridge and it's like oh no we're too slow dom we're not gonna make it but dom is like you are you have to be a father and he like forcibly disconnects uh brian's like cable turns around while keeping his cable connected to the vault and starts using it as a vehicular morning star against the cop cars driving the other way. Jesus Like he literally Christ. starts like swerving, swerving and drifting left and right and like just bashing with them with it off of the bridge, pancaking them. Uh, oh and it's actually God. insane. It's really good. Okay, so they so 2011, they start getting their 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 crazy shit together. I love to hear it. Yeah, this is where it officially becomes a heist series. And physics oh, so just from... don't no longer work. Oh, yes. I love to hear that. Yep. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so are you ready? Oh, children, are we ready for Furious 6? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do a kid voice. Yes, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Fast and Furious 6, a.k.a. Furious 6, a.k.a. the one where it immediately stops being a series of heist movies and starts becoming a series of secret agent movies. Um, oh, <laughs> but we just got yeah, to be uh, heist movie. Yeah, guess what? Too bad we didn't stay here for long. Because uh, Michelle Michelle Rodriguez's character Letty is alive and evil. This vexes Luke Hobbs, who pulls the Toretto crew out of retirement for another last job. Jesus. Dom's new girlfriend steps out of the way to avoid a shipping war, and she basically ceases to exist, except for one. Uh, no, sorry, two movies where she'll be extremely important. Um, because yeah, it turns out that Letty is evil. Because she's amnesiac and was recruited by super terrorist Owen Shaw, played by Luke Evans, to commit international car crime. How did he know that she was? Who did? How did she know who she was or that she was in a position to be Jason Bourne? Uh, because the bad guy from the fourth movie was secretly working for this guy the whole time. Uh. Uh, keep that in mind for right now. Uh, several car to car duels take place, one of them featuring the heroes out carring a tank. When Shaw finally begins his like his final escape via plane, thankfully for Dom and crew, they're all on the longest runway known to man, and they drag race the plane so hard it explodes and Sean falls. Or sorry, Shaw falls into a coma. Gal Gadot dies. Letty is good again, but still has no memories. Cut to Stinger, where we find out that Han's mid-chase accident in Tokyo Drift wasn't actually a freak accident. Instead, it was a carefully coordinated assassination by Owen Shaw's even eviler brother, Sebastian, played by Jason Statham. Now roll credits. What? Gasp. Uh, yeah, uh, so remember how I mentioned how Han's death will become stupid in like three movies? Uh... This is why. Yeah, because in, in Tokyo Drift, he's just racing the car and it's just he gets T-boned in an intersection 
and rolls and it sucks and you know he dies it's he dies and it's tragic no turned out it was sebastian shaw somehow like on a police scanner timing it out perfectly to hit him with his car what? <laughs> why don't i see jason statham in here uh maybe i don't know if he was uncredited or not uh because he was he is in it he's in the stinger it's not like we realize retroactively we see his face he like he he rashes the car he gets out somehow not being seen by the characters from tokyo drift and he calls it like he he dials his phone he's like dominic toretto you don't know who i am but you're about to go to credits um <gasps> what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah so this is yeah so this is uh kind of a heist in like the feeling of them still making like these really elaborate plans uh while in cars now they are kind of secret agents because like they oh i didn't even i don't even think i really fucking said this they do this at the behest of luke hobbs i I kind of leave out that transitional step he comes to them and he's like hey i got a job for you and it features your your girlfriend you thought was dead uh and like yeah they're like he's like oh if you do this i'll give you more blank slates because uh, <laughs> you haven't had enough of them. Yeah, and and that's about to be funny in the next movie. I'll spoil this much that uh, Brian and Mia are just like living in L.A. Like along with the rest of them, like especially Brian and Mia, they're just living a domestic life with their kid. But like Brian was still an FBI officer in the news for boosting a prison transport. There are still going to be social consequences for that. You can erase the criminal record, but it would still be like, you know, checking your kid into daycare. And they're like, ah, yes, Mr. O'Connor, I think you will be quite pleased with the. Wait a minute. Brian O'Connor, weren't you the dude who fucking like turned over that prison transport? Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's a common name. You understand? Like, (laughs) but yeah, they're doing it to get like more blank slates. There's more crazy shit one of the bad guy cars is a uh is basically a formula one racing car with like a bunch of ramps on its front and sides you can't ram it you would just ramp off of it and the way that brian takes her out is that he intentionally ends up in like a chicken race against her like going straight at her ramps off of her in a way that forces her to run into a concrete divider and fucking die uh (laughs) oh my god uh also i forgot to mention gina carano is in this movie as the bad guy's girlfriend uh the less said about that the better but she is harpooned out of a moving plane so it's worth mentioning that much i'm what jesus christ (laughs) yeah she has the fight like she has the designated girl fight with letty uh and so and then like letty ends on the ground grabs a harpoon gun and fucking spears her out of an open door in a plane hangar uh because also yeah uh the I'm not sure this one is my favorite, as we'll get to in a moment, but it does have, I think, my favorite moment, because what happens is so they're on the runway. The plane is trying to take off. As I mentioned, someone did the math on this runway, like sort of getting some averages for how fast everyone's going, how fast the plane seems to be going and stuff, how long the runway must be. And the final estimate was like 30 miles. Oh, my God. Like to fit in physical space, that would be how long it would have to be, which is obviously insane. (laughs) <laughs> that's just a short but, drive yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> um but yeah there's like oh but the so they're they're like keeping the plane down they're keeping it from taking off uh dom and hobbs and like all the other people that are fighting in the hangar everyone else has gotten off the plane but dom is still on the plane oh no uh no the plane is on fire 
like shit's fucked up what's happening uh the, the plane explodes oh no dom dom is dead no he's not coming out the front of the plane Jeez. through the burning wreckage no. comes one of the cars from the hangar of course and he fucking lands it and yeah he's he's fine he fucking just kool-aid mans his way out of a burning plane in a in a fucking mustang uh <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah family <laughs> Family, oh yeah. <laughs> My family drinks Kool Aid jammers. Oh yeah. I love Kool Aid. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, a Kool Aid man and a Kool Aid family. Uh, I I tried there. Anyway, it was a little bit uh, of a stretch, but hmm. I'll, I'll accept it. But 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 anything's possible with family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do y'all have any other questions about uh the insanity that? We we are two thirds of the way through this series. Any <laughs> we had a pit stop. Any any broad questions or thoughts? Like what what are you? You have half of the knowledge you need to understand fast uh fast X. How are you feeling? How's the how's the smell coming? Um, I smell burning rubber, and I taste family. I I'm in this to win this, and I'm gonna heist my way to watch these movies now. Um, yeah. that might just be my project this week. Um, but I do say I need to go get me some more water and maybe a snack super quick. Is that okay? Yeah, we'll hold here. Okay. It's a pit I mean, stop. if you want, if you want, yeah, I need to take a, just a very quick pit stop. I will, I'm going to zoom it for my family. Family. For my family. <laughs> Wife, if I can't drink this Corona, can I please, please have some NOS energy drink? Please, please, please let me just swish the Corona around in my mouth. I shall not swallow. <laughs> let me gargle with the Corona, mother. Mm, perfect. Would you like to partake, wife? No? Mm, wife, would you like a gargle of the Corona? <laughs> How about wife? A, a pinch of the butt chug? Wife. <laughs> Wife, it's called Corona Extra. There's plenty for both of us. <laughs> I've returned. Uh, so are we? Are you ready to hop back in? Yes. Punch yeah. it! Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Do we? So, any other thoughts at our at our current pit stop, or shall we pick back up with uh? Fast and Furious 7. I, I would have Fast and Furious 7 cast up, and Jason Statham is there. He is there. Yeah, he is. Uh, keep him in your thoughts, and it will not be difficult, because he's going to feature very heavily in these next two movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are <clears throat> Furious 7, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 7, a.k.a. the best one. <laughs> the gang... The gang is all out of jobs until Jason Statham forces one last job into their laps by trying to kill them all with a gun. Oh. <laughs> he succeeds with Han and nearly succeeds with Dom, Mia, Brian, and a small Toretto toddler until the greatest ally of all arrives on the scene, Kurt Russell. Bruh. Kurt Russell promises them all intel on Shaw, but only if they do his government agency's job for him and rescue a white hat hacker from a private military convoy. The gang decides to do this by airdropping their cars onto a mountain road and outracing the enemy, 
Uh, this works, although Brian has to Nathan Drake his way up a teetering bus to survive, which is bad because Mia is now double pregnant. Uh, anyway, it turns out that the hacker, Ramsey, played by Natalie Emanuel, uh, was working on behalf of the U.S. government to create an AI capable of tracking down literally anyone in the entire world called God's Eye. Because the Toretto crew is full of imperialist, is full of imperialist pigs, they accept this and then fittingly proceed to invade a sovereign African nation. They recover God's Eye by driving a car from one Abu Dhabi building into another Abu Dhabi building twice. Kurt Russell lets the gang use God's Eye to track down Shaw, but it turns out that bringing the Panopticon button to a firefight was a bad idea, and Shaw and Co. steal it. So... The crew retreat to L.A. and use its population as a human shield against the bad guys. They outrace a drone so hard that it dies. Luke Hobbs is also still in this movie. Dom defeats Shaw with the power of earthbending. Letty regains her memories, which saves Dom from the brink of death, and reveals that he attended his own wedding in a wife theater? <laughs> Brian, Brian finally retires for good. He and Dom share one last drive side by side, Memories together flashing before our eyes before Bl before Brian splits away and drives alone to the sunset. Aww. You are crying. Roll credits. Yeah, uh, this is the one where Paul Walker died in real life. Oh, yeah. And they had to finish up the scenes with his brother and CGI his face onto his brother. A little bit. Yeah. So, so I actually uh, this was part of the video I was watching earlier today. Uh, they were like halfway done with the movie. And then, yeah, he had his he had his accident. He passed away. And they had already gotten several scenes. And so, yeah, they they scraped all of the scenes they had already filmed. Uh, and they also scraped from like behind the scenes and bloopers, just like everything they could get. Uh, and then, yeah, for like a few completed things, they used his brothers and like one other dude as body doubles and face doubles. And I think like using his, their voices to kind of help with like the the voice deep fake is needed. And yeah, they they produced something that was a little bit uncanny, but was way better than it had any right to be. And I'll be honest I think it was to a good to a good cause. I think it, in the end, it was a very respectful and uh, touching tribute to this guy who'd been with these movies since the beginning. <laughs> uh, exactly. Like, yeah, they. Yeah, it's like it literally I had heard the song before and I knew about the scene. You know, I'd seen gifts of like people doing like them staring at each other and driving side by side. I knew all of the components and I was still crying when I watched it. Of him like doing his monologue, like I used to say, I lived my life a quarter mile at a time, and I and I think we were brothers because you did too. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> and just like yeah, showing like a montage of like clips from them in the last several movies. You know, just their their evolving brotherhood, and they're just like driving side by side, smiling at each other before Brian finally splits off, and it's genuine. And like yeah, it's literally into the sunset. It pans into the sunset, like fade to white, roll into credits, and it's really good. Like, I think it would have been easy to pull a fucking, like, you just kill, like, just kill him off. Uh, but no, they give him a very fitting send off. Hell yeah. And I unironically really like this one because I think this one is the peak of the insanity factor in a way that'll make a little more sense once I start describing the next movies we still have because we are not done. We are, oh, Jesus Christ, like an hour and 20 minutes in. I've got like two movies left. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, yeah, but don't I'm worry. On board. Yeah, people are going to be extremely prepared for Fast X, whether the fuck they like it or not. <laughs> yeah, they got to go fast and be furious about it. 
Yeah. Uh, one thing I will mention against this movie, though, is during a scene that is otherwise perfection in a bottle, uh, the airdrop scene where they yeah, literally what happens is they uh, they like they get recruited by Kurt Russell, who's basically like this men in black sort of government agent type. Uh, they're like, oh, we got this private military convoy. We'll be moving through these, this area in the Caucasus, and like we can only get to them in this range, otherwise we'll lose them. Uh, but there are no roads up here, so what do we do? So yeah, they decide to get in all their cars, load up in their cars in a dropship, and then, yeah, reverse out of the dropship, falling through the air like fucking Transformers until they're far enough down that they can pop the chutes, which are, this is real. This is a real-life thing, apparently, they actually did for the movie. GPS-guided parachutes onto the road where they then start the car chase on this military convoy. And the scene kicks ass, including into the actual, like, convoy assault. Uh, Tej is driving in this one, by the way. They have fully abandoned him not being able to drive. He is part of, like, this, uh, this like, heist on the convoy. Um, but they do because, like... It's weird that for like half a second, the movie decides it's from like the 70s or the 80s or something because they get to the government hacker. They get to Ramsey and what? She's a girl. Like because they knew they knew the name was Ramsey like that. Mr. Nobody, uh, Kurt Russell's character does give the name. But yeah, then like they get to her, like pull the mask off like she's because she's got like she had the mask on. She was a hostage. Hold off, like, oh my god, it's a girl. And like Tej and Roman are like, well, that can't be a hacker. That's a girl. And it's it is just the part of the movie that makes me roll my eyes in a not fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, dog, we were we're long past this trope. Think about the literal movie Hackers, where one of the principal characters is Angelina Jolie. Uh like this is not a fun trope. Like, oh my god, it's a girl. How shocked? Who gives a shit? <laughs> like <laughs> they go, what? Like I, I, I it, it's so relatively minor. I feel like I'm like virtue signaling by like b- making such a stink about it. But it's just the fact that they chose to do it at all is just like it's so weird. It's about the stupidest thing in a movie where I have just described a scene of them air dropping cars out of a plane. Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> I. Uh, a question go ahead what what does ronda rousey do in this movie Mm. i forgot about this i forgot to take this note down um she has a fight with letty like another designated girl on girl fight during okay so i kind of breezed past this because i this already is the longest summary i have in this whole thing so far uh the the thing where they invade the sovereign african nation what actually happens is that ramsey she's like oh yeah i've got the chip for god's eye but like i had to keep it with a close confidant, you know, he's over in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. So they go and the dude for because he's an idiot sold the chip to like this billionaire who lives in one of the skyscrapers. Uh, and apparently the dude installed it in his like prize car that he keeps in his apartment, like in his big penthouse suite. No. Um, and so they have to infiltrate like his birthday party. Uh, and everyone's got their own things. Tej is like hacking. They This is where they have to drive the car out of the one building into the next building. Um, but yeah, Letty like does something and Ronda Rousey shows up because she's like the dude's head of security. And Ronda Rousey somehow delivers the most wooden performance in a movie series that features Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's like it is. It's not even funny, bad or cheesy. It's just the most like it's like like she w- walks into the room where like Letty was secretly setting up a hacking device 
and the door opens and Ronda Rousey is standing there and she looks down and the guard that Letty had knocked out is there on the ground and Letty is like, would you believe it if I said I won him with my charm? And Ronda Rousey's like, you're not that charming, bitch. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> uh. it's the most it's the most robotic delivery. It's just not even funny. She sure got uh, her. Yeah, I mean, and then they fight and Letty does win. Uh, so, hey, we get to see Ronda Rousey get hit in the face and stabbed in the leg. But yeah, just it's the most wooden performance in the film and it sucks. Uh, it it was I, I literally repressed it. I forgot to bring it up while talking about all this other dog shit from the movie, uh, a movie which I need to emphasize. I love this series makes me kind of insane, but I really like it. And I want you I actually want you to pause before we leap into this last two where they just continue ramping it up and up. Roma, remember where we started? Yes. Like, think about it. We oh, started shit. with low, low key Los Angeles street racing where the peak of like physical danger and like convoluted intrigue was Paul Walker jumping between a Nissan Skyline and a big rig. And now we're at like, yeah, air dropping out of a plane, a seat like working for a fucking CIA NSA men in black hybrid, uh, going up against a drone, like an actual drone with a chain gun in cars, in fucking two doors. Uh, <laughs> I and it, you can't see it, but I'm sitting here and I'm just rubbing my face like, oh, my God, you're right. And like and even the fight, even just like the physical fighting, because there are physical fights like at the start of the series. There's like things where Dom and someone else get in a fight uh, where someone has to get punched out. And the big fist fight in this movie is between Jason Statham and Vin Diesel, two men who independently had causes in their contracts protecting their brand they could not definitively lose a fight so how is this resolved during the climactic confrontation i will give you the play-by-play dom basically corrals shaw to the top of a parking garage they face their cars toward each other in a game of chicken and then they drive toward them and this is all most of this is echoing a scene from earlier in the movie where this exact stuff happens but like dom loses that confrontation it has to be rescued by kurt russell they race toward each other and then at the last second Dom wins the chicken race by wheeling his Dodge Charger, which this is also important to note. He does almost once a movie. He hits a gear all the way going back to the first movie. He hits a gear going so fast that he wheelies back to wheels of his Dodge Charger. And this time he uses it on offense to crush Shaw's car beneath him. Uh, they then proceed to exchange gunfire between like the floorboards and like the ceilings of their respective cars then they each get out and you know Shaw's already expended all his bullets so like he grabs some rebar from his like the metal frame around his car and then Dom gets out and he points a shotgun at Shaw and he's like you thought this was going to be a street fight which is what which is what Shaw said to him when like they first met and like Shaw looks ready to accept his fate so Dom Toretto shoots the shotgun in the air drops it pulls two wrenches out of his car and goes, you're goddamn right it is. And then they leap at each other, clashing weapons like a goddamn video game boss intro. (laughs) They fight hand to hand, like the losing weapons as they go. And the way they resolve the fight is that Dom looks at Statham after like the bad guys have like shot a rocket at the parking garage. And he goes, sorry, excuse me. And then he goes, you know, the thing about street fights is that the street always wins. And then he stomps the ground so hard, the the, the floor below Shaw collapses. You're bullshitting me. 
It's, I said earthbending, it's basically earthbending. Uh, <laughs> bruh. Uh, wait, so, uh, so does that mean St- uh, Shaw technically loses? So, well, like, he didn't lose the fist fight. He just, you know, you know, he kind of got captured again. But he didn't definitively lose the fist fight. Ah. I guess technically it was like a third party interference, right? Because like the miss, like it was one of the, like they had to do shit like that to keep all these different clauses honored. That's um, nutty. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so this is the one where crazy shit happens. It's easily my favorite of the series. And then we have to move on to Fate of the Furious, a.k.a. Fast and Furious 8, a.k.a. Entering our Academy Award winner phase. So, Dom and Letty have retired, which means now they only race crime lords for fun and not sport. However, international terrorist criminal hacker Cypher, played by Charlie's goddamn Theron, has one last job with Dom's name on it, forcing him to do the one thing he swore he'd never do. Turn evil. What the family doesn't know, however, is that Cypher, who it should now be mentioned. uh, You you remember how I said how Owen Shaw was secretly in charge of the bad guy from four? Yeah, it turns out she was also in charge of Shaw and at one point had separately employed Jason Statham's character as well. So she has literally been the man behind the man for like three different villains in this. Actually, no, four, because there's a separate villain in seven that she was also backing. Um, What the fuck? Yeah. So she has just been in the background this whole time. Uh, but yeah, she uh, <clears throat> so yeah, she's been behind the villains from four, six and seven all along. She has the one thing Dom loves more than family, family. After she takes his old girlfriend and secret son hostage on her spy jet. Dom was with that woman for maybe six months. Uh, but because he had a contract, Jason Statham now joins the good guys. And unfortunately, Dom drives just too fast for his team to handle. Cypher shoots his old girlfriend anyway when he completes her missions. Helen Mirren enters the pick as the mother of both Luke Evans and Jason Statham, and the sexual tension between her and Vin Diesel is astounding. Uh, Cypher nearly hacks her way into control of a nuclear submarine, but through the power of family, the crew arrives to stop her. The Owen brothers save Dom's son, and Dom whips a sub so hard it dies. Sebastian Shaw joins everyone for the post-battle barbecue, and the movie really hopes you forget about the time he killed a main character in cold blood. (laughs) Dom names his son Brian, which out of universe is very sweet, but in universe is super weird because Brian is literally still next door to them. Roll credits. Kurt Russell and Scott Eastwood are in this movie, and it's not even worth goddamn mentioning. (laughs) (laughs) They sure are there. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell, I'm not saying it's bad to have Kurt Russell in your movie. I'd like to have Kurt Russell in my movie um, playing my dad. And he gives me a kiss on the forehead. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but like, yeah, he's back as like the secret agent guy. But he's he's there like training Scott Eastwood's character as like another secret agent guy. Uh, And they they utter one of my just total personal pet peeve. But like the whole thing is he's like teaching Scott Eastwood's character these lessons. And the final lesson is rule number three. There are no rules. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that line was tired the first time it was ever written. Shut yeah. up. Um, it's so arbitrary and repulsive. It's just, it's not a good line. Like, oh, the first rule, there are no rules. So that, okay, that was mildly clever once. <laughs> shut up. Um, but you know, I, I do still like this movie, but the reason it's not my favorite, the reason that seven is still my favorite. Oh, excuse me. 
it is because I think at this point they've gotten a little too aware of how they are perceived. So it keeps them from being earnest almost like it's kind of hard to describe. It's very much a vibe rather than like a definitive problem. It's like it's no longer just let's make these really fun car based action movies. It feels a little bit like what eventually happened with the MCU of, oh, people expect Fast and the Furious. So we're going to focus test this into fucking oblivion to give them Fast and Furious, which I still like. But I am glad that they are God, please, fucking holy Lord, hopefully ending this movie series soon. Uh, you can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roma, what are you thinking of the cast this time? Any fun, any fun gems yes, in there? Absolutely. Uh, so I want to start with um, ta- number one is Lissandra Delgado as sexy race starter. Um, shout out to my girl. I love it. Love to see it. <laughs> um, next, we have Gary Lee Vincent as chess player. Honorable. Good job. What? When the fuck was there chess in this movie? Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, there was there's a lot of mental chess because, OK, I kind of undersold how bullshit Dom's plan to save his son ends up being from multiple different directions. Because so eventually, yeah, like at the start of the movie, there's the requisite conversation between him and Letty where she's like, how come we don't have kids? He's like, do you want kids? And she's like, I wouldn't say no to kids. Keep in mind, they've been together for more than a decade by this point, like in universe. They have been a couple, maybe even closer to 15 years. They are fully committed. So the fact that like he's been banging this woman probably fairly regularly and she's been banging him right back uh, and they have not had any kids. I mean, we had a conversation about it. Yeah. But meanwhile, this other woman who is there as essentially a placeholder, Dom shacked up with her for a few months and she got immediately pregnant, apparently, and then just decided to never tell him about it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what what the logic is with that. I have no idea. But I would yeah, like but- to say Joe Fischella's showroom employee. Stunning work. Oh. Uh, so that that might be actually when I is that fate of the furious? That might be something else. I'm trying to think of what scene in the movie that would be. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the thing I was saying about his plan to rescue his wife and, or not his wife, his old girlfriend and his son is that. One, apparently in advance, he has just installed a tracking device in like his in his trademark necklace, because that's the thing you'll see in all like the advertising, any like character portrait of Dom. He's got this really gaudy cross necklace around his neck. Uh, It is like his identifying. uh, It is it is as iconic to Dom Toretto as Luffy's straw hat is to Monkey D. Luffy. Mm -hmm. Like if seeing him without it is weird. It it is what he used as his wedding ring to Letty. Um, and yeah so it's it's really important to him uh i guess he just also found time to put a tracker in it because there's no fucking way he managed to install that on like cypher's spy jet so he just had that because that's what the shaw brothers have to use to track down her untraceable spy jet uh like he hangs it above like his son's cell to as like i'm coming back for you son and yeah that's what they use to track it down uh also the way he gets into contact uh, with Helen Mirren's character to get her to have her sons save his son is that he's going on a mission to get those nuclear launch codes that Cypher uses for the sub. So, but what he does is apparently he already on this car had installed a button he could press with his foot to make the car, the engine misfire so he could pull over out of sight of anything that like God's eye, that fucking NSA 
creepy tracker software could use. Anything that could see him coordinated with the racer he beat at the start of the movie to pull up as a fake delivery driver to block the alleyway so no cameras could see in and then met with Helen Mirren's character. So he installed a tracker on his necklace just in case and I guess found a way to make a button on his car make the engine misfire without Cypher noticing? Uh, and simple. <laughs> and, and also somehow faked because he fakes Shaw's death that's how he gets like Jason Satham's character to like go out there where Cypher won't see him coming is it like oh is chasing him after like a big car chase and then he shoots him but oh he didn't actually shoot him it was either blanks or he had a bulletproof vest on but either way that like yeah like planned this perfectly so Cypher wouldn't notice it as well it's it turn it without bringing attention to it turns Dom into like a light Yagami grade master planner <laughs> there is there is also one uh there's one exchange later in the movie i do want to draw attention to because i do really like mm -hmm. it where uh or er, like earlier on he has a he has a, uh an exchange with like cypher's big bad guy character uh this big red-headed mountain like mountain of a motherfucker uh called i think Rhodes or something doesn't matter connor uh, Rhodes. yeah they, they like kind of go they kind of get in each other's faces uh and don says something to like when I kill a man, I like to look him in the eye, uh, which one is not true. Um, <laughs> I watch what you've done, Dom. You have executed cops in Rio de Janeiro with a bank fault. Fuck you and looking people in the eye. But anyway, let's assume let's assume he's being honest. At least he's saying he won't betray people or stab them in the back. But what then happens is it at the point in the movie where the Shaw brothers rescue his child, uh, the bad guy Rhodes is like lining up a sniper shot on uh, Letty. He's going to kill Dom's family uh, as like punishment, like get them, get them to not stop the nuclear sub. Uh, but then, oh, he like he guns the engine, which causes the sniper shot to miss. And Rhodes is like, what do you think you're doing, Dom? And Dom just goes, I'm looking you dead in the eye and then proceeds to kill this man in two moves. Uh. He he gets out of the car. They exchange like a few punches and then he fucking like atomic body slams this man across the dashboard breaking not the dashboard against like the front of the car breaking his spine and then john wick style punches his neck hard enough to break it what the fuck Bruh. this dude did shoot the old girlfriend but that's that's part of where that came from it's not just him threatening to shoot his family but that like yeah halfway through the movie when like they execute uh the old girlfriend because dom didn't kill lenny when he had the chance uh Rhodes is the one who did it, so that was like his payback. And like, that is the most brutally that Dom has ever killed someone in this movie franchise, and it's unironically kind of cool. Um, there is also an extremely anime moment at the end where, uh, because the whole thing is they they've got the the nuclear sub, they're trying to keep it from getting out to sea and disappearing. Dom is now finally joining his friends, helping them out, and the way he takes out the nuclear sub is he's driving his car. Uh, Cipher has launched a homing missile at him. He then proceeds to like perfectly like drift, like 180 drift to lose the homing missile. So it flies past him and has to turn around, then ramps off the nuclear sub so that the homing missile hits the sub. And, oh, no, no, it's exploding. And he's been knocked out of his car. He's on the oh, no, the fireball is coming toward him. No, it's not. All of the <laughs> the power of family saves the day as everyone drives their cars in front of the fireball and like blocks Dom's fleshy body from it. And everyone's like, <gasps> like no it's so hot but like they save him and then he introduces them to his son and it's you know it's it's just pure family 
family. 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 Okay. <laughs> so that is that is Fate of the Furious, which now that now brings us, unless you have any other questions about this Fate of the Furious, to Fast Nine. Oh, I get it, because it's like F8 Fate. Ah. Yep, fate, that's why it's Fate of the Furious. It's the one time any of these names have been clever. Ah. All of the rest range from like standard to I want to hurt you with a blunt instrument. Like, for example, F9 colon the Fast Saga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're not even trying yeah. at this point. No, they are not. Because uh, at this point, Dom has a brother. This has been true for the entire series, and it is objectively funny. It is only more objective and more funny that the movie goes to every possible length to convince us that his brother is John Cena. John uh, this Cena! Is, yeah, this is all discovered when Dom and Letty retire to the countryside with Tiny Brian, get one last job dropped on their doorstep. God damn J- it! Yeah, job damn it. Uh, Jacob, the prodigal Toretto, has probably killed Kurt Russell or whatever, and they need to keep him from getting G- MacGuffin piece number one. He gets MacGuffin piece number one, and the gang escapes through a minefield by driving really fast. Uh, Sean and his friends show up from their ca- for their cameo, driving a rocket car. If you've forgotten who Sean is, that was the dude from Tokyo Drift. Uh, so he's finally of back. Hel- oh my God. Helen Mirren shows up for her cameo by facilitating a dramatic meet between the brothers. Cardi B shows up for her cameo. Nice. Uh, she's in this movie now. And Cypher has been in this movie the whole time. Uh, Jacob then gets MacGuffin piece number two. And it turns out that Han, who died in Tokyo Drift, has been alive the entire time. And his death at the hands of Jason Statham was faked by Kurt Russell. It is not explained how. Han has adopted a little girl who's MacGuffin piece number three. Mia has also been in this movie the entire time. Uh, the bad guys kidnap her, being uh, her being the girl that Han adopted, uh, and they complete the MacGuffin. Dom remembers that the death of their father was never John Cena's fault, which was why they originally separated his brothers. And so, using the power of magnets, the Toretto crew catches up to the bad guys, and they turn Jacob good again. Tej and Roman drive into space and make a minions joke. Han finally tells his friends he's been alive this whole time. Cypher lost at some point during these events. The final shot of the movie is Brian's signature blue skyline driving up to the victory meal. He opens his door, cut to black. What? That is F9, the fast saga. You hurt my feelings. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, uh. Yeah, fucking Cypher's back in this one. Uh, there's another villain who I didn't even get to mention, and I didn't give enough of a shit to look up his name again or his actor. Uh, he doesn't really fucking matter. He oh, He's literally only in there to be the guy that Jacob is working for so that he can betray Jacob to make Jacob be good again. That's basically the plot purpose he serves, is in the final like chase sequence. Where, like They're in their convoy and they're going to upload the big bad computer virus to a satellite digitize it all over the world uh like jacob goes like on top of the convoy to like see what dom and his fucking weirdos are doing and then the other bad guy shows up like sorry jacob you've outlived your usefulness like okay what the fuck also worth pointing out remember how the entire previous movie is how cypher needed someone to like steal these nuclear launch codes and this sub for her yeah yeah 
Yeah, turns out this whole time there was another Toretto she could have just hired to do that. Who didn't have all of these hostages she would need to take. She just could have been like, hey, dude, want to get paid like a million dollars to own a fucking nuclear sub? And he probably would have done it. Um, I agree. It also <laughs> it also makes the first movie inordinately funny in context, because the whole time while this fairly just standard, like, again, like crime drama, your know, honor and brotherhood sort of story is happening. Uh, Dom's brother is just out being a secret agent. And I just have to imagine like he's talks with people are like, you got any family? Like, yeah, I got this brother who ran, who was a dipshit who ran our father's uh, body shop into the ground and has to boost DVD players to make <laughs> ends meet. <laughs> he really <laughs> fucked up the family business. Yeah, bait, like it's, I mean, it's basically what the first movie is. He's boosting the DVD players to like afford his lifestyle because uh, he's definitely not making that money from the body shop. And it's just like, yeah, this whole time, I guess, uh, like Jacob and Cypher and all of these like it's it's a little bit to me like a less self-aware version of what shit like Hunter Hunter does, where at first it's relatively not pedestrian, but you kind of have a sense of the scale involved and then the scale ramps up and then the scale ramps up and then the scale ramps up, but in a way that makes you realize, wait, this has been true the whole time. <laughs> this is all like, you know, men, all these crazy abilities and these people, these threats, these have just existed. But but in Hunter Hunter, it feels kind of like, that's kind of the point. Like, it, this is really scary. Like, it plays for almost horror. Whereas in Fast and Furious, it's almost like, it's more comedy. The, yeah, just this entire time, when we started just, you know, street racing, <laughs> on the streets of LA, there's been this fucking secret criminal underworld and secret agent craziness, fucking God's eye being able to track everyone at all times. Uh, and yeah, I guess before we before we wrap up into like final discussions and thoughts about this, uh, as though we fucking need them, I will I will give you a glimpse into what we can expect for the tenth movie, because the tenth movie not only is Cipher back, not only is Charlize Theron back. The bad guy in this in this one is Jason Momoa playing a super camp villain who is the son of the bad guy from five who is not mentioned once in that movie. Uh, 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 uh. Yep, the bad guy like the bad guy's like drug lord Reyes in the fifth movie. He had a son called Dante Reyes this whole time. And yeah, it's Jason Momoa, I guess. And he is here to get his revenge, like the 19th one in line. <laughs> ooh, ooh, my turn, my turn. Yeah, it's my turn to fucking ruin your family, as I, as everyone before me has repeatedly tried to do. Uh, it's just... <laughs> Man, I, I do really love this series, but it is so incredibly much, and it is just insane watching it scale up and up and up like this. And it is, when I say infectious, I do mean it. I I have never in my life been remotely interested in driving a manual. And now that I've seen the Fast and the Furious movies, I'm like, damn, I should learn to drive a manual. I can do this sort of shit. I Fast and Furious has won me a game of Fortnite. <laughs> what? <No. laughs> because I was literally in a match and I literally was like, what would Dominic Toretto do? So I hopped in a car and fucking did drifting, drifted donuts around like a base capture flag. And I used what I got from that base capture to kill the only three remaining enemies. 
and I felt like a god and I only did it because I thought, what would, what can I do? Family, get in the car. Fucking The car is my family, family now. God damn it, the memes are right. Like it literally when when I I will sometimes play Fortnite some uh, with Rem from a uh, the cafe podcast and like you can find her on some other shit. Uh, when we, we our thing is now if one of us gets in the vehicle and says family, the other one has to also get in the vehicle. These these movies are the closest comparison I have is the Yakuza series of video games of just Woo! that pure heart layered on top of unfiltered insanity. And a tonal shift like you're watching a Hong Kong heroic bloodshed film that is every 30 minutes interrupted by an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> that is that is kind of the, the, the vibe. It's not one to one, but in terms of just the, the, the emotion you'll feel from it, it's it's very similar. <laughs> Can I ask a couple questions about the casts of the all of these movies so far please give me an excuse to top, stop talking i have been i have been supplying 80 percent of the dialogue for like the last hour and a half on purpose mm-hmm. but now my mouth is uh i it is so dry man <laughs> i need i need some nos and by nos i mean water <laughs> oh you need God. a corona so um as mentioned earlier i need to have visual aid because i haven't seen this movie and i don't know who these people are but that just means me googling fast fast and furious enter movie number here cast and um i haven't heard you talk about amanda Bynes once what yeah she is listed (laughs) there (laughs) when was she in these movies amanda Bynes, bow wow is in there as twinkie um in this ninth movie bad bunny is a lookout um which i love bad bunny especially with uh his appearances in wwe like um i fucking love bad bunny i love his energy uh let's see who else is in here that i need to make comment on uh i mean we already talked about cardi b let's see that that one that one is a is a cameo that sounds funnier than it actually is because it's it's one of those kind of confusing ones where you're not sure for too long if you're supposed to recognize the character like she shows up and I was like, oh, is this like someone who we should know? And it turns out not really. It's just like a random woman who Dom like had like who to like who owes Dom a favor or something. Uh, and so like she and her girls like come and pretend to be a SWAT team to like get him away from Jacob. Oh, my. Like, it, it sounds funny, but it's one of those things where it's almost too confusing in context because you're just like, wait, should I rec- should I know who this is? Oh, not. Oh, OK, the scene's over. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that thing we did. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is, I'll say this. It's better than the Ronda Rousey cameo. <laughs> mm-hmm. She at least she at least has some fucking charisma. Like to, she is at least fun once you like accept that you're not supposed to know who this character is. Uh. <laughs> of the three people that I for sure am aware of that have been in WWE and in the Fast and Furious movies, uh, Ronda Rousey is for sure my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. so wait, which one was Amanda Bynes in? Was it the third one? Uh, I saw Amanda Bynes listed like three times. Where? I don't in the remember past this at all. Before Furious 9. So I want to say six, seven and eight. Let me look it up. I can't even think. Yeah, I can't even think where she showed up. Uh, let's see. Show more. Uh, while you're looking for that, I do want to highlight. Uh, I was not joking at the point 
in nine where I say they uh, they use the power of magnets. Literally one of the other MacGuffins, not like the big evil MacGuffin, but like a piece of technology that's shown up in the film uh, and like sort of become this uh, this recurring Chekhov's gun is this like big super magnet that like the bad guys had in this truck that then like the heroes after boosting the truck, they like then take for themselves and like investigating in their hideout. And then for the final race, they each just have like components of the of the giant magnet in their cars, which no, they don't explain how the magnets aren't affecting their cars. Uh, but they use this to not only like pull bad guy cars to them or pull themselves to bad guy cars to like to execute hijinks. Uh, I guess in this universe, magnets can just work the other way, if you say so. <laughs> magnets don't just attract metal. They repel what it. Is that? What? Yeah, they just like they like they have little dials like right next to the fucking gear shifts and they'll put it one direction and like it pulls the cars to them or pulls them up to like the back of like a bad guy. That's truck. not how that then works. Then they'll turn it the other way and the lights. No, the lights are blue. I don't think you understand this, Lewis. The lights are blue. That means it's not magnetic, which means it's going the opposite way of the magnet. That's how magnets work. I thought I knew science. <laughs> yeah, guess what? You got to watch Fast and Furious. It's real science. <laughs> yeah these i mentioned in five that was when the physics start to break uh, start to truly break down and they stay broken down like i mentioned in this movie they go into space and neither of y'all blinked at that uh hey, you know you what know you're what? right yeah <laughs> but like it is just your condition you are the you are the two frogs in my pot of boiling water and you have failed to notice me turning up the degree bit shit by bit. i'm a dead but frog you're realizing yeah, now you're realizing, yeah, these these motherfuckers went to space and you're like, this seems perfectly logical. <laughs> like, yeah, the why? rock is here and John Cena. But you know what's funny? The rock isn't in Fast 9. Yeah, the rock was here at some point. Yeah, he was in Fast 8 and then didn't want to come back. He then did Hobbs and Shaw, which I mentioned at the start of this. I have not seen Hobbs and Shaw. And that is a little bit what I was talking about. Of They've kind of become too self-aware is that. Hobbs and Shaw don't look like just a straight up like car movie. It looks like a you know, run of the more more run of the mill action film, which I'm not going to hate. I'm not saying I will actively avoid Hobbs and Shaw, but I just finally realized, like, I'm not sure I want to see go out of my way to see it. It doesn't it, I don't feel like I'll have the same magic in isolation like this. I mean, you're completely valid. Yeah, if it if it's not oh. gonna, if it's not going to feel the same, what's the point? Oh, yeah, That's it's like point. if it's not if it's not going to feel the same, if you're, it, it's it's hard to catch lightning in the bottle, especially when you're trying to do it nowhere near where you first caught lightning in the bottle. Like they are essentially trying to like, hey, let's do a spinoff on these two characters who joined late, but it's not even going to be like car centric. It's just going to be an action film like, OK, fine, like fine, like, OK, <laughs> But that's not what I'm here for. This isn't the sauce I'm here for. Can I just say that I'm so tired of seeing The Rock in movies? I Listen, I kind of feel the same I way. Do, I'm so <laughs> tired because I know how any one of them ends. I know The Rock's going to look at the camera, raise one eyebrow, and then succeed at what he's doing. No, it's. I think. I think he's another consequence. Maybe he's even kind of the one that brought the energy. He's another consequence, I think, of being too self-aware of his own brand. So instead of like, he's he's like, there's plenty of actors like that, right? Like, they kind of happened with Johnny Depp, too, after uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He became Jack Sparrow. Like, 
after that, he no longer did Johnny Depp roles. He did Captain Jack Sparrow roles. And so I think The Rock don't do, you know, fun The Rock roles. He is just only ever The Rock. Yeah, well, the difference is like <laughs> The Rock made his brand. He he figured it out with WWE. So when he came to it, whatever. But J- 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 Johnny Depp's bullshit was like he came into the role and then they're like, what if we made this character? More like the actor, so it's 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 still bullshit. I completely agree. They're too self aware. It it's it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I think I think I mean it's not even just them, but it is like the studios being like, oh, audiences like it when they're just this. So they're only ever going to be just this. Right. Let's bring back typecasting. Yeah. No, like that's even the thing. I didn't really get a chance to focus on it, but like there's a very subtle shift in how Luke Hobbs is played as the movies go on. And you very eerily, you can almost see it in action because in the fifth movie, there's not an easy way to break this. They originally wanted Tommy Lee Jones for that character. Why? Uh, Because that was how they wrote the character. And to be frank, you can you can kind of tell like just in the way that he's so dead face serious, like he is. Every every, oh sorry, the Coronas are <laughs> they're attacking. Oh yeah, the Coronas coming back up. How do they avoid this on set? Um, but uh, the the intensity with which he plays the role, like every comment has teeth. There is he's a little bit like Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive. Like he's got that intensity behind him. And then bit by bit, we get a little more of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson energy displacing that like straight laced intense energy like the sixth movie it's not really there but it kind of is and they're like going on like when they kind of you know brunt like now he's part of the family in the seventh one uh he uh, it of course turns out he's got a sassy daughter and now he's a little goofier now and the eighth movie he's it's just ba- basically anytime he's on screen he's just back to like regular Dwayne the Rock Johnson just like no intensity at all beyond just like action movie like Dom, think about what you're doing. You can't if you do this, there's no coming back from this. You know, there's more jokes about him and like his daughter that like, oh, OK, there is a fucking line in eight that is truly eye roll worthy where it's like the whole thing is that they they do the they do the joke where you think they set it up like he's uh, instructing a group of like, you know, a government agent trainees. But it turns out he's talking to his daughter's soccer team. Uh, and like they they take the game super seriously, and he's talking with the government agent on the sidelines. He's like, Hobbs, we need you for another job. And he's like, oh, I gotta focus on this. And he literally says something to the effect of like, and if we lose this game, we lose the tournament. And if we lose the tournament, that means I've got get, I've got a lot of crying girls who need ice cream and Tay Tay, Tay Tay, Taylor Swift. Keep up, like, God, <laughs> like. It's, it's one of those like, yeah, like, remember how I mentioned the first one? He's playing a lot like Tommy Lee Jones. And by this time, he is fully just playing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <sighs> uh, I, it, but it's funny, I keep saying this because it sounds like I don't like these movies, but I do. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't get them out of my I head. Promise I really I do. enjoy them. I want <laughs> like these movies, even with everything I've just said. Hi, everyone listening at home. I have just given you point for point spoilers on every single movie. Should you still watch them? Yes, absolutely. The fuck you should watch them twice. Uh, why? Because <laughs> I said so and they're worth it. All right. Enough said. These the scale of these movies has just yeah, slowly gotten 
so insane and it retroactively makes each movie better and crazier. I am just fully at the point now where I'm like, they got to pack it in. Like, I'm already worried that they extended from 11 to 12 after being like, no, 11 is the last one. 11 is going to be the last one. And now, like, we lied. This is going to be a finale trilogy, not a finale duology. And I'm like, God, please just wrap it up. Like, I don't think there's any. I think you've kind of plumbed this well as deep as it can go for now. Please, Daddy Diesel, please. St- no, don't continue. No, please don't compare yourself to Tolkien. Oh, no, Diesel, what are you the doing? Family. Diesel family, you're drunk on family, please. Uh, I, I'm so fast out now. I mean, yeah, fasted out, furious out. I'm gonna need to go. Uh, I'm gonna need to not divulge in any more fast for um, a while. I'm gonna fast on some fast. I'm immediately going to be watching the first movie tonight. Like this is oh, the first beautiful. thing I'm doing when I leave. Um. I am God. <laughs> already trying to figure out this thumbnail. I have pulled up every Fast and Furious movie poster known to man through my wonderful Google search of Fast and Furious movie poster, and I have decided on what it's going to fucking look like, and I'm so excited. Oh, uh, family. Uh, listen, listen, as long as as long as long it's me uh, me and my fucking stupid persona, we're good. Oh, yes, we will be in persona, and I have asked Lewis already in the past what, what their persona look like, so... I, I I'm going to be drawing a lot of furries, so I you could say that I'm fast and furious. God damn it! <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, oh, the, oh, it tastes like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> um, and can I also inform you all on the, uh, an amazing realization that I've had? I had this realization when we were on episode or episode when we were on uh, Fast and Furious Five, but I had to hold it in for the end. Um, Hit me. Let's cl- let's close out on this. Let's make this glorious revelation the finale. So you know how the tenth movie is coming out soon. I do know mm-hmm. this from this podcast. This is going to be the tenth episode of the season. God damn it! God, <laughs> I'm going to call it, it ten fast, ten furious, and no one can stop me. <laughs> well, why would you call it that when fast ten your seatbelts is right there? Oh my god! <laughs> the movie didn't take it now you can i'm gonna yeah all caps fast 10 your seat belts and then colon fast and furious uh recap with all of us um yeah most recap podcasts take their time and commit one episode per thing but we did it fast we did it fast oh my god it's been two hours <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I mean that we are. Uh, we did have a break as of recording. It's this week, but as of release, it is last week. Uh, took a a break, a mid break season, a mid season break, if you will. So uh, that was <laughs> us getting the heist together of me grabbing Theo from the ether and saying, "What are you into right now?" And Theo yeah. responds, "Master Furious," and I said, "Perfect." <laughs> <laughs> It's also hey, unless, you, unless you have that delicious SEO to boost the episode. This is such a great Mother's Day movie. We are also recording on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't mothers the greatest family of all? Family. Family. Is it a long day? <laughs> you, my friend. Did I tell you all about it when I 
Roma, go ahead and read like the ending credits. And I'll see you. So this episode <laughs> is brought to you by the Moonshot Network. Thank you, Moonshot, for letting me do this podcast. I really hope you don't regret this. Uh, you can find uh, myself on the internet at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. Uh, you can find Lewis at twitter.com forward slash sobor seal. And you gotta spell you it. You can find S E L B O R S I U L. And you can also find Theo at Four Whole Moons on the Twitter.com, where uh, you will find the official bisexual drift king tweeting. Um, and you can find the Moonshot Network as a whole at the Moonshot, ne- yeah, Moonshot Pods at Twitter.com. Um, if you also go to Moonshot.mov, you will find videos of us um, doing Not all of me, things. I'm untraceable. <laughs> you do- um who else do i gotta plug we gotta do all the plugs uh, apr yes uh did you know that theo and i are on an audio drama called additional postage required uh there is an episode where people race and we're not on it <laughs> that is that does happen um but you know we are in an episode where people do fight people so, are furious they may not be people fast, are furious but they will be furious um so yeah give that a hot listen and if you haven't even started listening to yet start it now and then uh let me know when you find us because we're there (laughs) um and you can find that at apr pod at twitter i want to say that sounds right i thought you i thought you looked this up i did not (laughs) don't you look at the release (laughs) schedule and you didn't look up the twitter name (laughs) additional <laughs> what is this? The production of Fast and Furious Seven. It is at APR Pod. I, I little, 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 APR underscore podcast at twitter dot com. And uh, yeah, if you find us on the podcast episode, you gotta reach out to me and let me know. And if uh, if you like it, uh, just 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 tip your hat at me. And let me know. I'm um, both Pharaoh. I'm uh, edgy. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I have an overcoat, and I have so many jobs. <laughs> just like fast and furious this will not be my last job (laughs) and everyone we hope you join you we join you join us i'm so fucking tired from writing these summaries man hope you join us next week for one more last job Uh, there's can can go ahead can you can you plug the 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 moonshots live stream thing it's gonna come out the the weekend oh, after oh, this oh, episode oh, airs you are correct so this weekend as of the week of release we have the moon carnival and uh Ooh. we have our own little segment uh you will find at eight o'clock at twitch.tv forward slash moonshot network 8 p.m eastern time we will be having hyperty it is a hyperfixation jeopardy hosted by kingdom himself and uh, we got to remember what the fuck we learned through these past three seasons. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have acquired so much knowledge of nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, tune in. Um, it is for charity. Let me look it up and make sure I'm not speaking out of my ass. God damn it. No. Oh no, we're losing speed. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Roma, Roma, we're driving toward the cliff. Uh, help, Roma, my voice. It went from sexy uh, to sad real quick. Oh my god, you're gonna you're 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 going from corpse husband to Winnie the Pooh really no, no, quickly. I'm, I, I'm I'm Paul Walker. I'm running up the bus. I'm leaping. You're Letty cu- drifting in with your car, and I'm grabbing the spoiler as you save my life. Spoiler. <laughs> quick, quick, tell me. So, What's going on? Uh, 
I don't. It's going to take me far too long. You should not have made me the driver. I can't um, do it. <laughs> if you're driving this car and I'm driving this car, who's in the passenger seat? Oh, yeah, here we go. Trans Lifeline is a three day charity stream for Trans Lifeline starting Friday, May 26, going through Saturday and Sunday. And we've got donor stretch goals for extra shit to do in the middle of the goddamn night. Um, but yeah, look for us on Friday, May 26 at 8 p.m. for Hyperdy, the Hyperfixation Jeopardy, where the hosts of the Hyperfixation podcast quiz each other on their memory for ep- from episodes past. Um, Kingdom, have fun editing all that. Yes. And uh, the intro and outro music is from Offuscate, O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. And we've got patrons. Thank you, patrons. Our flow. Woo! Woo! Hey, it's Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Becky Scott. Damn right. Barely. Ver. Yeah. Is our last patron. Ver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you, patrons, for being wonderful. Uh, we love you. You're the best. Thank you. And oh my God, Pooh Bear's here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Piglet. I got laryngitis. <laughs> Oh, I got laryngitis. Piglet, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, you don't have to apologize for anything. Uh, hold on, hold not on, when you're family. Hold on, um, I don't think I have any more plugs, but I do need. Uh, hold on, best fat. Hold on, best fast and furious. Fun, fast fun facts for a first date. No, uh. furious quotes. All right, Lewis. Yeah. I need you to read me this line. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're killing him. <laughs> Roma, um, please. Um, read it. Uh, read it. Read it. Where is it? It's in the Fast and Furious thread. Okay, one sec. Let me take a sip of my drink. <laughs> Jesus, Roma, <laughs> but, please. Re- please read it as Pooh Bear. <laughs> Number five. Money will come and go. Piglet. But we all know that. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. In re- <laughs> Now, do you have any delicious honey for me? Yes. It's right here. Punch there you it. go. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Okay, okay I'm stopping recording okay. right oh, now. Oh Holy my God. Hey, CJ, is that Gahooligans promo ready yet? Sure is, PB. You want to hear it? Yeah. Hello, Owlets. I can hear your beaks churring with the who's, the why's, and other forbidden questions about Catherine Lasky's Guardians of Gahool. Join us, the Gahooligans, twice every dwanking in the great blue yonder for some glocks given spronk, some laughter therapy, and some subglocious ransacking of literary merit. Okay, I only understood about a third of that, and did you use an owl swear in there? No, you didn't do the assigned reading? 
No, that's your job, CJ. I'm just here for the owl facts. Well, we'll have to work on your vocabulary. I guess you'll have to teach me every other week on Gahooligans. Only on the Moonshot Network.